Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook right now with code DNVR, your $5 bet on the NBA playoffs this postseason could net you 150 in free bets. All you got to do is pick a winner. That's with code DNVR on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DNVR. Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast. I'm Patrick Lyons. And I am Susie Hunter. Um, right off the bat, Patrick, I just have to commend you for that pun in our graphic, Capital Punishment, because the past couple of days kind of felt like punishment. It was proper spelling with the O, not yes. an A. We don't have a pal in the Nationals right now. We do not. We just have a punisher. Colorado Rockies are coming home on Memorial Day. We'll, we'll start off with something positive there, because unfortunately the road trip was about as bad as you would have liked for it to not be. You win one against Pittsburgh. You win only one against the Washington Nationals, who I believe had only six wins at home coming into this series. They take three of four, nearly win the doubleheader on Saturday, and the Rockies dropped to 21 and 26 on the season, four and 13 over their last 17 going into game two on Saturday night. So now they are five and 14 over the last 19 and, and in the month of may it hasn't been any better yeah 9 and 17 in the month of may um certainly expected a little better than that that's the seventh worst month in franchise history that's that's massive that's the worst month the rockies have had since 2011 and you didn't even have a an instance where there was an exorbitant amount of Road trips, it was it was two weeks, right? You had Arizona, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Washington. So still a fair amount of, of home games. So it's not as if the road games were skewing things at all. Obviously, they had the home series against the Giants and Mets, two really talented clubs. But bottom line, you know, a, a disappointing outcome when you look at that. But there was, you know, some of those positives throughout the day. Um, like our DraftKings Sportsbook, king of the game, this was a tough choice, but we went with Sam Hilliard. He went yeah. two for four. Yeah, had the double, had an RBI late in the game when the Rockies were surging, and it seemed like momentum was on their side. Made uh, at least one really nice play in the outfield. So things really coming together for the guy who enjoys his bourbon, apparently. Yeah, yeah. I need <laughs> to check out that story, but um, yeah, he's a big fan of, of that. He's a man of taste. He is. Yeah, that he's was, our man of the game. That was a was a good game for him to have, you know, looking to, to get off the schneid. Obviously, Chris Bryant's still being out, so he's getting more opportunities. We did see Connor Joe a little bit uh, this past week, a little bit in left field. Connor Joe did get the day off on Sunday, and Hilliard in his place and, and, and responding really well. So uh, it was great to see Sam do that. Also on the offensive front, runs were not too hard to come by. In D.C., Brendan Rodgers had two hits on Sunday with an RBI. Also has a 16-game hitting streak, which is uh, tied for a career high for him. So B-Rod, loving the month of May. B-Rod is the one who's having a good month. Everyone else as a collective, not a good month. But just Brendan Rodgers, crushing it. Just like I said he would. Well, we're going to be talking about that when we go to our <laughs> Blaze Street Bombers because you are absolutely right on that. You quadrupled you quintupled down which i don't even know if is a thing but you invented it and you were absolutely right about b-rod in his month of may so that's was great to see it's great to see charlie blackman back in that leadoff spot with another leadoff home run the 38th of his career it's the second this season and i don't think he had had one since 2019 so uh, obviously he was needed in different capacity and more in the middle of the lineup batting third mostly in 2020 and 2021 but he now has two on this season and so uh, you love to see that two pitches into the game, staking your team to that early lead. Unfortunately, they couldn't hold on to it. Yeah, it's so funny. I had such a delay today, and I already saw the tweets about the home run while I was still in the pregame. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, my gosh. Spoilers. Uh, so it just it happened that fast. There were a couple times this week, maybe it was just this weekend, where on the MLB at Bad App, if I was doing something, I had to get away from the television and or my tablet and uh needed to listen to the game on the radio the the app at app i couldn't get the colorado feed i don't know if you you had that issue so i was forced to listen to uh, the nationals for for an inning or two 
I I did have that issue at one point, but like my big issue was the there was just a huge delay. It's been super weird. I saw a couple of other people tweeting about it too, but I never had this issue earlier in the season. Like this just started pretty recently. Um, so yeah, I'm also excited to get these guys back in town so we can watch these games in real time. I'm just wondering if there's more of a, a of a delay, of more of a of a pause button if they need to dump out on the audio because. Is Corrigan and Shemmel, are they dropping F-bombs where they, they need like extra time to like build in for that? So that's why we have such a delay. Are they dumping out of audio? I don't know, but we're gonna have to dig into that. Yeah, you know what? Um, let's ask them tomorrow uh, because that's hilarious. Um, I would love to, I that that's just so funny to picture. <laughs> yeah, look, there's plenty of conspiracy theories out there going around in the Rockies world. And, and most of them are actually really fun. Uh, that one's also fun too. So, you know, we're going to throw that out there. We're going to say it's true until we prove it's not, but we do have a little bit of research to do. Uh, my research shows that Jose Iglesias, he's yet to to flip that switch and, and hit at home, but on the road, he's been phenomenal. Another yeah. base hit on Sunday extends his hitting streak to 10 games. And when he's away from Coors Field, he is at his best. Yeah, uh, Jose Iglesias is like reverse Coors Field. So he's reached base in 20 out of 21 road games this season, and he's hitting 395 on the road. Like that's how is that even real? No, that that's wild. And and one interesting like I wouldn't say storyline, but one of those things to think about. And yeah, we're only two months into the season. You know, we're we're barely at that that quarter mark on, on the year of 162 games played, but. You know, right now he's batting 317. Obviously, we hope that he can keep it up. But if you go back into the history books, which I love to do, George Lewitsky has the franchise record uh, for highest batting average by Rocky shortstop at 315. He did that back in 2010. So it's one of those interesting storylines to, to keep an eye on and say, wow, all right, so this guy is in this one stat, in this one thing, right? We, we don't evaluate all players just by batting average. But that's just an interesting wrinkle to think that, a guy like Jose Iglesias, his caliber, not even taking advantage of Coors Field right now is on pace to, to break a franchise market shortstop. It's it's unreal. Um, and I'm also disappointed that I didn't get that information in a spreadsheet today. What's going on, Patrick? It did. You know, I, I might not share. I might be a little spreadsheet shy. Uh, I don't know if that's a phrase. I, could be. No, that's not a phrase that <laughs> anyone's ever said until right now. Could be. We'll see. You know, CJ Chrome was a little shy at the plate. He was the only guy today without a hit. So yeah. again, the, the bats were good. Defense was actually really good. Brendan Rodgers did make the error, uh, his fifth of the season. He also had two hits and an RBI was kind of runner up, I think, to Sam Hilliard for our DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game. But the defense entering Sunday was 28th overall just by fielding percentage and fan graphs have a defensive metric where the Rockies are 25th. And so that's really been one of those things that it's 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 hard to, to to calculate and fathom. Well, if the defense were really good or league average, what is the impact of that? I think we can see that a little bit more uh, for a player who might be falling short, you know, in big spots or in, in clutch opportunities. Same thing with starting pitching. Defense, we don't necessarily know the impact of that, but it's it's been disappointing. It was really good today. Ryan McMahon had two. Uh, really nice plays, so mm -hmm. a lot more positive than negative on the defensive front as a whole, I think, in Sunday's game. Yeah, and I was happy to see Ryan McMahon doing well out there because, I mean, we expect that from him. But this season, we've seen several errors that I, I feel like are flukes. Um, so seeing him not succumb to that today was pretty nice. Yeah, we definitely don't like those gaffes. Let's uh, let's talk about Sunday's starter in the 6-5 loss. Kyle Freeland, whose final pitching line, you know, doesn't look great. Certainly not as bad as, as what we've seen it be uh, this, this entire month. You know, we can talk mm -hmm. about Austin Gomber's start and, uh, and, and what that meant in the history of this organization. Two guys really struggling uh, in an extreme sense here in this month. First time since, uh, you know, Josh Fogg uh, about a decade or so ago. But overall, you know, showed a lot of grit. Came out of the game, you got to be worried about him, but I think in the grand scheme of things, you sit back and you go, "Hey, that was a it was a solid start." Giving giving the context, yeah, for sure. Um, uh, you know, giving up a home run to Juan Soto, you know, Juan Soto is going to hit a home run at some point. You know, 
I've been saying it because I, you know, he's my NL MVP pick. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, that's going to happen, you know, it's going to happen. Um, but of course, you know, the walks, the doubles, those all came back to bite him. Yeah, the four walks, not, not so good to see. Uh, but as you point out, Soto, he homered. Freeland said, you know, fool me twice. Well, you're not going to fool me. So he, <laughs> to start off the fifth inning, he walks Soto, gives up a double to Nelson Cruz to put runners, two runners in scoring position at second and third with no out. Mm-hmm. But then he goes out and gets the next three hitters right there in the middle of the order. Josh Bell obviously being the first out there uh, as he hits behind Nelson Cruz. And so, shoot, that was a real gutsy performance. And you really like to see that. And that was a spot where, you, hey, the momentum's now kind of shifting the Rockies' way again. There were a couple of those times in this game where you thought, okay, now's when they're going to respond. Didn't happen each and every one of those times, but thought that was a, a really good performance. Uh, for Freeland in that spot. Again, despite the result, this is something other pitchers are going to look at and go, damn, if I get in that kind of a jam, that's what exactly what I want to do. Yeah, for real. Got out of a jam. And yeah, that, that outing was one of those moments, yeah, where we thought, okay, maybe the Rockies can turn this around. A big concern, though, was um, on his last, after his last pitch, when Kyle Freeland was you know, limping off the field, that was a huge concern. Um, you know, he's pointing to his ankle, to his leg. So you never want to see that ever, especially when we're already down a couple of guys. Well, we had said it, I think in one of our last podcasts from last week, you know, uh, he had, he had taken a ball off the back of his knee and you you don't know the impact of something like that. It, it could be a, a start or two. No idea if there, there's any relation to that. Uh, actually, I'm not even sure if it was the same leg. I, I didn't go back and look through it too much. Like there's a Pruder film to find out. Um, but friend of the show, Danielle Allen talk down there in DC visiting some family. So she had a lot of fun, I'm sure, uh, down in, in, in the Maryland, Virginia area there covering the game. She said after the game, uh, she was able to speak to some folks x-ray on Freeland was negative. Seems like he's not likely to, uh, need an IL stint. So that is uh, incredibly positive considering they already have one man in their starting rotation on the IL right now. And Antonio Senzatella hoping to get him back here on Wednesday, if Mm -hmm. all goes well with his 15 day IL stint. Yeah. And we did catch up with uh, Isotopes manager, Warren Schaefer about um, how Senzatella was doing down there. Um, So that was, that was Friday night. Yeah. That he had that start. He pitched four innings. A lot happened on Friday. That's probably, I, I know you're, you might be struggling to, to, connect the timelines and all yeah. those things. Your day was a little busier than mine. Uh, we'll, we'll get to the release of the City Connect uniforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was part of that, as you said, the rehab start. Uh, a game that was a no game that was canceled really late down in DC, but you were also down uh, at the DNVR shootout at the Spring Valley Golf yeah. Ranch. Big outing that we had for not only just members, but anyone in our community. Uh, it's one of the great events that we put on. Uh, whether it's at the DNVR bar in the corner of Colfax in York, or hey, some off-campus events too, our tailgates, the party bus, this golf outing as well. Uh, Spencer and Mitchell did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. It's only 50 cents for your first month to join and become a member. If you want an annual membership, you actually end up getting a free shirt from dnvrlocker.com, extra raffle tickets at all the watch parties, and you know we've got watch parties for the Avs. If you can't get a ticket to Ball Arena, and it's going to be hard, it's going to be expensive, you can guarantee that we will have the game on. The sound's going to be turned up. It is going to be bonkers. It is an arena-type environment for those games. I would love for that same thing to happen uh, at Coors Field, but that might just mean everybody stands up at various times coordinatedly and does the wave. I mean, if, if that's the vibe at Coors Field, we can replicate that actually really easy and it would still be really fun. But man, for the Avs watch parties, it was bonkers. Was the golf event equally kind of bonkers? The golf event was, it was so fun. First of all, perfect weather, um, a great turnout, just a great crew. I had so much fun. I didn't even golf because, well, for a variety of reasons uh, on Friday, but um, yeah, we've got more of these coming up, but it was so much fun. It's just great also to see people that 
you know, subscribe to DNVR and like, you know, they tweeted us and it's like, oh yeah, like, how are you doing? I know you online. Great to see you in real life in your golf outfit. I'm sure you, you uh, did wish you brought some clubs because you really could have thwacked Mr. Met in the face. Because they had, they, there were side games and side things going on. All it wasn't just, hey, we're all going to kind of hang out, wave to each other, say hi, and go golf. Like there were, there were all kinds of different things. I think we got a video coming out soon. RG's got it. Oh, we yeah. already just put one up on uh, YouTube on DNVR Sports, our specialized channel on YouTube, all about the Abs Watch Party and, and that event is just absolutely bonkers. Look, you can you can keep it going even though the Nuggets are out with your own betting on DraftKings Sportsbook. The spot where you need to go, the official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers, all you gotta do is bet $5 on any team to win, and you win $150 in free bets. That's it. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with those same game parlays. You know, that's multiple different things randomly, whatever you feel is gonna happen. You get a really big payout if it does work. And guess what? Right now, for the same game parlay each day with three or more legs, if one of them doesn't hit, they're still going to give you $25 back in that instance. Can't beat that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game, and you'll win $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code DNVR, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Now, our guy Brandon got it right last week, and we're going to do the same again. We're going to go back to the well and take the Colorado Avalanche in Game 1 of the Western Conference Finals. Let's go. Here's the thing. Here, this is why this is my DraftKings Sportsbook Pick of the Week. Don't bet the money line. It's, too, it's not very favorable for a payout. If you do, go with the Avalanche and the puck line. You're going to give up one and a half goals, so you win by two or more. Great. It's plus 135 for the abs to do that right now on the puck line. DraftKings Sportsbook pick of the week for game one of the Western Conference Finals. Let's go. All right. Um, speaking of the abs and the DNVR bar watch parties, um, I saw this on Twitter on Friday night, but it looks like someone who was at the party was like celebrating so hard at the end of the game that um, a guy tore his Achilles. Yeah, that's going to happen. I'd rather that than, actually, this is going to sound strange, I'd rather someone injure themselves celebrating than like throwing their remote through the television. That's yeah. not a good story. You're not going to want to retell that one. Yeah. Financially, it may end up being the same price, uh, depending on your insurance provider. But mm -hmm. you know what? One is a way better story than the other. Yeah, yeah. I saw it on Twitter. I was just like, oh my gosh, you are a real fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. A real fan. I, I tell you what, the, the guy that we are a real fan of right now got to make his debut. I know you were you were pumped for his performance. You know, uh talked to the guys over on Blake Street Banner about him last week. When is Chad Smith coming? Chad Smith is here. He's added to the 40-man roster on Saturday, just ahead of the doubleheader. In a weird confluence of events, uh, you had Helpers Oliveras. I said it again. A series of events, series of unfortunate events. Uh, one of which for Helpers Oliveras, uh, who's moved to the 60-day IL, and Ashton Godot was optioned, so he was sent back to AAA. Yet, because it was a doubleheader, he was kept around and was the 27th man in Saturday's doubleheader. So every time there's some kind of transaction, he's hanging on by the uh, by a thread, but. He was still there. Who knows if they sent him back? But maybe Monday we're going to find out another transaction. And really, Ashton Godot didn't go anywhere. So technically, he's not a part of the big league roster. But it would not surprise me to see him down in Coors Field on Monday. I know. I, I feel like Ashton's been optioned back down to Albuquerque like 10 times, but like has only actually gone to Albuquerque. Or no, it hasn't even been to Albuquerque. Went to Salt Lake City. But like, it has just, uh, you know, he's all over the place. We He's a person to keep it. An eye on. <laughs> he's he's a man of of interest, and I, I also want to point out too that what's what's kind of odd with with these double headers that uh, we've been seeing. Rockies already have uh, played three so far, I believe. They've lost the first game every time, and they've won the second game every time. So hmm. it's kind of strange that, that works out. But Smith did not get into the game, and and we should be clear too. 
there is another Chad Smith. I think if you use baseball reference, there's a, it's a different Chad Smith, Chad Dennis Smith. He pitched two seasons ago. Our Chad Smith might not update until Monday. You have to go click over on the minor league tab. It's a whole thing. But if you listen to this on Monday, Rodney Chad Smith, that's our guy. He's, he's now in the registry, man. He's a part of the 22,632 players that have played all time. Chad Smith, welcome to the club. Did not realize his first name was actually Rodney until uh, way very recently. <laughs> till six and a half seconds ago. Till no, no. six and a half seconds ago. No, I saw it on Twitter <laughs> earlier today, and I was like, "Oh." I didn't either. I I, I didn't either. That, that that's where uh, that was my source until I uh, I backed it up. But Chad Smith, honestly, you get a little excited uh, for him because he's been really good this year. He was really good last year. The stats back it up, especially because you know. We know what playing baseball at altitude is like and what it can do to ERAs. Sometimes not, you know, not always due to the home run ball. It's just, it's a large outfield, so the ball drops in. Uh, not always true in the Pacific Coast League. It, it really is very much just a hitter's league where you're going to hit a lot of home runs. So the league ERA is astronomical. Mm-hmm. That being said, it makes Chad Smith's numbers look just almost Bob Gibson-esque. Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, a lot of people have been excited to see Chad Smith. Chad Smith looked excited. He was like clocking 98, 99 miles an hour. I'm like, okay, get it. Yeah, good, good fastball. Um, had a 189 ERA in 17 games with Albuquerque. He was their closer. So he had nine saves, hasn't allowed a run since April 30th. And hey, that continues now in his one inning uh, in the majors had a one, two, three, frame love to see that three pitch strikeout of riley adams and then last year in triple a had a sub three earned run average 2.97 considering the fact that the isotopes staff era was 5.98 so it was literally better than half of the team era think about that where you go hey rockies had a uh even if they rockies team era was five yeah just quick math right quick math Team ERA is five. You go, all right, hey, there are some years where that's that's about right. If there was a pitcher that had 2.50 ERA for that season, that was, that's damn good. And and, mm-hmm. and that's how damn good Chad Smith has been. So uh, I'm excited to, to catch up with him. And, and it's kind of interesting. I was thinking if he didn't get into the game on Sunday, it would only be fitting that he made his debut against his former team, the Miami Marlins. So he was drafted by and uh, came over in a deal uh, during the pandemic season in August of 2020 for Jesus Tinoco. That would have been really fitting. Alas, he does it against the Nats, but he'll sp- still probably be able to get to see some old friends of him, uh, of his, that were on the Marlins now uh, for the next couple of days. Yeah, that's uh, super exciting. I mean, I'm glad he made his debut um, in Washington because it sounded like his family was there to see him. So I'm glad they got to see it. But yeah, it's always funny to see. You know, old friends reuniting. True. Yeah. It's true. Uh, there, there was, it was a somewhat of a reunion. Uh, I, I don't know all the details exactly, but I imagine it. it they, they may have met up as uh, our, our friend Shelby Cravens from oh. uh, the Rockies PR team uh, met up because I don't think her dad is allowed on the team flight. She is. I don't think your dad is. So they probably met in DC and didn't know this. I know she had been to a lot of stadiums huge you know baseball fan I mean that's that's why you get that job as mm-hmm. a supervisor in the Rockies communication department but she was able to complete her journey with her dad and so they visited they visited more than 30 but they've now been to all 30 active major league ballparks and so that was that was really really cool to see her have that get celebrated a lot of people on social media hit her up on that so mm-hmm. I was really happy for her yeah, I mean, that's such a special thing to be able to do with your dad, too. And also, it's it's hard to get to all of them. It's really hard. I think it's harder than most people realize. But um, it's so cool that she made it happen. Um, I, I'm so excited for her. I can't wait to pick her brain about it tomorrow. You have to point out where your name is on the wall of people who have gone to all 30 and say, oh, right, you're, put your name right next to mine. Maybe, maybe in in this virtual wall, right? Not very many people. Have you, do you, would you have a guess? I was going to say, have you talked with anybody about it? Do you know? There's no way to know. But how many people do you think have been to all 30 ballparks or going, you know, pre-98, 
had been to all 28, I figured there'd be a lot less or pre 93 had been to all 26. I don't think, you know, traveling that much before 1993 was quite as common as it might be now. But if you were to just throw a number out there, how many people do you think have been to 30 ballparks, whether they're active or not, but like, you know, all 30 cities? What what number would you put on that? Would you think? Oh, so bad at numbers. I'm not a numbers person. I'm going to guess. 5,000. I had eight in my head. So let's say five to eight. Now it is a fact. There are, there are between five to 8,000 people in the world who've been to all 30 MLB ballparks. And you can quote us at DNVR <laughs> underscore Rockies on Total. Twitter. That's the number. That's the number. Well, that also, there you go. That's another, uh, another bit of homework assignment for us at the ballpark this week. Go around and say, how many people do you think? And again, it's you're going to get someone who says 25,000 and you're going to get someone that might say 250, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like they're going to be ridiculous, but I yeah. bet you the final answer is probably between five and 8,000. Are you going to make a spreadsheet out of this Patrick? No, you are. <laughs> uh, you don't like that idea quite as much. Hey, do you, <laughs> do you like the idea of morning baseball? Cause we've had a lot of those with these East coast trips and not like, I mean, there's been a couple 11 a.m.s, but we've now in this past week had two games that started with a 10, 10.35 on Wednesday against Pittsburgh, and then 10.05 on Saturday for the first game of that doubleheader. Are you are you a fan of, of some morning baseball? I love morning baseball best when I uh, when they the guys are on the road, for sure. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's uh, I had fun. Yeah, it's um, I like rolling out of bed and watching a game. <laughs> Yeah, we had a fun little poll, again, on Twitter, at DNVR underscore Rockies, about favorite cereals. I had to pick your brain. I know we, we had a lot of baseball content to cover, but we got some cereal content. Did you have a favorite cereal growing up or a current favorite cereal? I'm boring. I don't eat cereal right now, currently as we speak. Um. Okay, so I eat so much cereal right now. And it's, like, absurd, but it's, like, the whole grain stuff that you get at Whole Foods. But, um, like, this is a total side note. I think I have an iron deficiency, so I think I'm just craving cereal because there's iron in it. Maybe. I've been looking into it all weekend. I'm, I'm like, there's no way I eat enough iron. Like, I need to address this. It's an issue in my life right now, but we're getting through it. So I love that whole grain iron rich cereal uh but i'm a big cinnamon toast crunch fan big fan of cinnamon toast crunch all right so i'll, I'll mess with akashi if if i need to mm-hmm. I, I prefer to go with the the heavier brands i i like that mm-hmm. action cinnamon toast crunch was not brought in my house when i was a kid mm-hmm. i only experienced it in college and after one bite i go you you can't have this anymore this is too good <laughs> like it, it's 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 like it shouldn't even be in polls. Like that one, we did a poll. That was that was tops. It it just shouldn't be allowed. It's just so it's in its own league. It literally is like, okay, obviously Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the greatest cereal ever made. If you don't think that one, I feel bad for you. You're not necessarily wrong, but I do feel bad for you. And then it's like, what else is is left? Lucky Charms in my household. Obviously have to support it as an Irish American. Yes. My Leprechaun brothers and sisters out there. Your heritage. Yeah. That was a big one. That was big and Fruit Loops and Captain Crunch until the roof of my mouth. You know what I mean? The amount of money that was spent on you know stitches and scar tissue ointments for the top of my mouth on Captain Crunch was it was, just, it was too much. So Lucky yeah. Charms, Lucky Charms and Fruit Loops were my my two go to as a kid. Oh, Lucky Charms is a good one. I love those those marshmallows. Just hit different than any other marshmallow on the planet. Very true. Very true. I know Kale right now producing this is like I've. I've, he's got five minutes of content. Oh my God, he's smiling so big. Get in here. Get in here, Kale. I know you're so happy right now. Right. This is just hilarious content. I You have the floor. You have the floor. Go ahead. Every thought you've ever had about cereal, please. Cinnamon Toast Crunch might as well be crack. I don't know how we can consider it a real food. Uh, and I'm a big Lucky Charms guy. It's, I pretty much just agreed with everything you guys have been saying. <laughs> Let's go. Let's now, go, Cal. Do you still partake? Are you still a big cereal guy here in the morning? As, as an uh, adult? I'm a big frosted mini wheats in the morning guy now because it's a good way to get your fiber. Yes. I, I will say, I don't think, 
I, I mean, I know I can't, I can't eat cinnamon toast crunch for breakfast now. Like that is like a dessert or like a snack oh, that I have in the middle of the day. I can't have that for breakfast. That is just like a sugar bomb. I'm going to crash in an hour. Um, so I, I'm an all hours cereal eater, not just breakfast. No, I'm a big dessert cereal guy. Yes. Like desserts, especially like something like majorly sweet, like cinnamon toast crunch or like a captain crunch or something like that mm -hmm. or anything of the peanut butter like chocolate ones those are like reese's pieces reese's pieces uh, or uh reese's puffs reese's Sorry. puffs so reese's good. puffs that's an elite dessert cereal mm -hmm. Very oh i hit the i hit the reese's puffs real hard when i was a kid there there was a place in uh in philadelphia and i'm sure there's other places like this in the world it was called and i never went there but the concept alone blew my mind. It was like, we need to just take a road trip for this. It's called Seriality. And I guess there was someone who would literally go in and parse through and put like the the Cheerio type stuff of, of the Lucky Charms, like the, the oat or the grains, and they would separate the marshmallows. And so you basically made your own bowl of like, okay, give me three scoops of just berries. Okay, now just give me three scoops. And I was like, it was this crazy concept. I'm sure like a bowl of cereal made that way is like eight bucks, but the concept blew my mind. That's Kills so awesome. That sounds, that sounds so worth $8. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Why don't we have one of those in Denver? All of the nostalgic millennials would just love that. That's it. True. True. That's it. Is there any, are there any cereals with letters in them? I mean, I know we've got the soups that have that. Cause I'm just saying, if you can go by the letter, it's going to get very expensive, but you could have a cereal just with X's and O's, you know, people would, could propose with cereal. This is our idea. We, we have an idea or an invention. This episode, we have now <laughs> found it. We've now found it. And we hope that you find any of 11 of Denver metro area locations for Lightshade. Fantastic dispensary, a premier dispensary, dare I say. They've got something for everyone, casual consumer to the connoisseur. Great selection of so many things, but Ripple, got to tell you about the fast-acting and dissolvable gummies from Ripple. It's clinically, clinically, it's proven. Colorado State University has done tests on these. They've published the results in a peer-reviewed journal. Clinically proven to hit two times faster than a leading gummy because absorption happens within 10 minutes every single time. Podcast listeners, you can get 25% off non-sale items with code DNVR, or if you're watching us live, right now or going back and watching us on our youtube channel dnvr sports then you get 25 percent off non-sale items with code dnvr as well shop online at lightshade.com for pickup or visit a lightshade location near you and if you have to get the munchies and you want more of a meal before you have your dessert cereal you got to go to sexy pizza they've spent 13 years in the denver community with locations right now in capitol hill old south pearl jefferson park and park hill it's as local as local gets. It's hand-tossed deck oven pizza with made-from-scratch each morning dough. And what we love about Sexy Pizza most is they support local causes and organizations. So if you've got an event, head on over to www.sexy.pizza and check out their about page for the donations link to see just how Sexy Pizza can help support your cause. And if you're not in the area and you're in the southern part of our state, make a trip down to Trinidad, Colorado, because Sexy Pizza has a location there as well all right Susie the big story over the weekend yes. it's going on everybody's got their takes we'll share ours we'll break it down for you I think we'll be able to do this keep this episode under an hour can we cover all this in 30 minutes I mean this is this is a big news story it's the Colorado Rockies and their brand new Nike City Connect uniforms they were unveiled for the first time on Friday and Everyone's split, but I don't think the split is as bad as we may think. There's the beautiful picture there. Connor Joe, Kyle Freeland, Herman Marquez, Ryan McMahon. Do you have any background story of when they actually did this? Because I know they went up to Loveland Pass, and I imagine this might have been in April at some point. Yeah, I only know Loveland Pass, um, and this could have been any time of year they did this because... Who knows? It's Colorado weather. Um, but yes, these jerseys were inspired in look by the Colorado license plate. So everyone, I thought it was so funny getting all the Twitter responses that are like, it looks like the license plate. I'm like, well, that's literally what they wanted it to look like. So what? 
Yeah. So there they are. And so there's a lot of design elements. We had to pull up for that, but first and foremost, like let's explain the, the purpose of Nike city connect. This is, this is Nike's proposal to MLB saying, Hey, uh, well, they didn't say, hey, we want to make money, but let's let's make it clear. They want to make money. They want to sell jerseys. They want to sell swag, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's the the impetus for this. That's that's where it's coming from, right? Like you, once they uh, they got the, the deal uh, where Majestic had it, so now they're they're making the uniforms for Major League Baseball. They kind of wanted their own flair. They they wanted their own thing. I mean, baseball really hasn't had something this widespread since the late nineties, the turn ahead, the clock promotion. Mm-hmm. Now you, you've got the holiday and the special ones, right? Like do you, Susie, do you have a favorite like holiday uh, commemorative cap? I mean, again, all teams do it, but it's only like a slight deviation on, on things. I love the mother's day one. I just, I love when they're, they're, everyone's wearing pink. That's just fun. It, it might not, you know, transcend style wise, but it, it's just fun. So I, I like that. Um, I, I do, I like the pink, but I like pink and I'm like, I think that pink is a flattering color on a lot of people. So I'm like, yeah, I like the pink actually. I think the pink looks a little better than the blue, but again, it's not about the color. It's about who we're honoring and Mother's Day and Father's Day, super important. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that I like one more than the other. Okay. Um, but what holiday ones do I like? I just, you know what? I, my favorite alt jersey was the the black vests, but I'm okay with seeing them on the shelf for a little bit because I I like the City Connect jerseys. I like what the Rockies did. I do too. I do too. I, I understand the idea of ah, you're trading one for the other. It doesn't mean the black vest is is dead forever. Um, I, I don't necessarily know that that the Rockies you know, had to get rid of one. I mean, they, they chose to, maybe they were encouraged to, I, I'm not sure it would have been too many. And so that was kind of on the, on the cutting room floor. And so hopefully that doesn't mean, you know, that'll, that really will be the last time that we see it for some time. Obviously you've got the, the, the road grays that had the purple pinstripes that I think for a period of time, maybe looked out of fashion now seemed like they'd be in again. You also had the white vests too, that, that looked really, you know, flashy. So, you know, these things can come back. So, Obviously, that that charges some people's you know takes on it, and you're saying, hey, well, what are we giving up to get this? Let's just focus on the jersey. So you actually wrote a really good article over on the DNVR.com. Now again, only fifty cents for your first month, where you kind of highlighted all the different design elements. Besides just the fact that it's a license plate motif, there are all of these little elements that, and in, in the case of one, is literally hidden when they're wearing the jersey. And so I, I wanted to get your take on on what these design elements were that, that you like so much or, or, you know, that they put an effort in to, to show and, and put at the forefront. Yeah. So, um, as I, you know, dug into the pictures more and I was looking at the release, uh, that the Rockies sent out, I was like, okay, so this really is giving me Colorado road trip vibes. So, I mean, the license plate, you know, dead giveaway. Um, there's the stitching of the colorful Colorado welcome sign that, you see when you cross the border into Colorado. So I'm like, okay, that is definitely road trip vibes too. I took a, I took a picture of it when I moved here. So it's like, oh, I love that a lot. It looks really cool. Um, then there's a patch on one of the arms. There it is, if you're watching on YouTube. But I like the course field coordinates. I like the 5280 for the elevation. We've got a little, we've got the black diamonds to celebrate um Colorado snow and ski board culture it's it's cool it it, I it encapsulates all of Colorado or a lot of it at least um so I I think they're fun I love the I love leaning into the road trip theme yeah it's great the purple piping there again because it's it's very subtle too again from from far away when you look at you don't even see the purple but they kept a a little bit of purple piping in there reminiscent of the purple row which Mm -hmm. is obviously really nice uh, and then the cap logo too, which my initial take was, I don't like it. I didn't hate it. I, I was leaning towards almost, but I didn't like it. And then over time I said, you know what, actually this is, this is growing on me, especially the fact that it's a green cap like this, the logo itself, maybe I just give it a, give it an okay, but you know, altogether, I, I now like it a little bit more after I've seen it for a little while. What, what was your take on this very unique logo and this emblem that they now have? 
for the yeah. city connect jerseys so i thought it was interesting i thought it didn't really fit the rest of what we were looking at but i appreciate the symbolism in it so we've got purple mountains majesty um the red ring around there is to represent colorado's red soil and that gold ring around is supposed to represent all of the sunshine we get here in colorado so i'm like okay i appreciate the the elements of it i think the part that my initial reaction of I don't like it was based upon was that I feel like that logo, I, I've seen it before. Like you go to Estes Park, you go just about anywhere and you're like, oh, let's let's get some, you know, tchotchkes from Colorado, whether you live here or otherwise. Like you've seen that logo. Like that's like a D-Line Co. almost logo of, yep, Purple Mountains, Blue Sky. It says CO, the, the abbreviation of the state. You got some colorful rings around it. And so it's not earth shattering in that capacity, but it does encompass, as you said, when you consider those details and, and how they're uh, somewhat seen on the jersey. There's there's no real red in the jersey uh, except uh, one of the letters in colorful Colorado, and same thing with that gold. Uh, right. Although the the patches is is a gold and a yellow, but still overall, I I I, I really think this is uh, an awesome uniform as a whole. White belt too, which is which is definitely a a different kind of look and. It's, I don't know, I, I think it's it's definitely a win. It's, it's a really a big win in my book. Yeah, I think so too, for sure. Although I can't believe you just uh, compared the hat to something D-Line would put out because I don't think Eric likes the hat at all. Eric hates these, <laughs> which I think is hilarious that you just comped that to them. Um, he's going to He's going to sue us. I think we should clip this and send it to him. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's flame him up, man. Yeah. No, well, we we had him on this this offseason talking about jerseys. And it definitely was a lot more about the design elements and sublimation in the front of the jerseys versus like, hey, it's a it's a fun logo, right? Like it encapsulates the area and that's a cool like design. And it's you know more about the design. I think that's probably what what he might not like about it, but um, there, you know, a couple thing, other things to to point out about this too is people are clinging to the idea of this being City Connect, and mm -hmm. it doesn't represent Denver. When I think it does represent Denver, I don't think it it exclusively represents Denver. Mm -hmm. I think we we know that. I know on the the Nike site it says when in regards to City Connect, quote after Major League Baseball and Nike announced their partnership to provide on field uniforms in 2020. The relationship would help guide one of the most historic visual connections in sports, the bond between baseball club identities and their fans. And so Colorado is, like some other teams, are in a unique position where they don't just represent the city. They represent the state, and in, and in this case, really unique unto any other team, an mm -hmm. entire region, right? The, the entire Rocky Mountain region. So that was also an element of it, too. Um so I think it's I think it's too much semantics, right? Talking about yeah. that word city. Yeah. Um uh, and also, yeah, the Rockies represent a whole time zone out here in the mountain time zone. So uh, yeah, I think that is also something that people got a little hung up on on social media. Uh the other thing I've seen people getting hung up on, they're like, oh no, I would like these better if they were purple instead of green. Someone actually photoshopped them to be purple instead of green. I'm like, I feel like you're missing the point, the purpose. I feel like you just blatantly didn't read my article. How dare you? <laughs> yeah, like this isn't just a hey, the Rockies are getting a, a new, you know, a new jersey. It's like, no, Nike is redesigning all 30 teams, and they've they've got a much bigger picture. And so each each team is a cog in that. And so there's gonna that's probably gonna lead to some frustrations, but. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how much input the teams had to say. So that obviously includes the Rockies. Like, I think Nike had a, a major idea. Here's what we'd like to do. And it wouldn't surprise me that, like, on a team-by-team -team basis, 90 to 95% of what Nike wanted to do in this grand scheme of things, you know, was approved by the teams. I don't even know how much say that they had, to be honest. But, again, this is so I understand people want to link it to the Rockies and, and Dick Monford and all that stuff. And, and maybe there are certain connective tissues that, that link some of those things. But um, I really would have been curious to see what people's takes were on what they wanted to see beforehand. Say, okay, what do you want in your Colorado City Connect jersey? 
And I bet you most of the things that we see would be what people would have said. And there really wouldn't have been too many other ideas. The only thing that would have been really great to possibly see represented, and we've talked about this before on the DMVR Rockies podcast, uh, would have been, and again, not exactly on this uniform, but on a uniform, pinstripes that uh, resemble uh, a topography map. So instead of straight pinstripe lines, they look and resemble a little bit more um, like like a mountain, you know, like a, a range or what have you. So that would be a thing. And and because that didn't happen, I'm not butthurt over it. You know, I <laughs> I, I think we all wanted green too. That's another thing. I, I didn't think a lot of people probably didn't. They just say, no, keep it simple. Black, white, silver, purple, give me that. But for those who, you know, grew up, especially seeing around Coors Field, a lot of the security people and the staff wearing those big, big jackets. And, and Herman Marquez is wearing one of those uh, in the promotional uh, flyer. And yes. you can also, also buy that on the MLB fan shop, whatever that site is. But the Rockies jersey would always have that bit of green in it. And it always popped. Green and purple play really well together, mm-hmm. the right shades. And so, man, I, I, I was, I, I really like it. I think it's going to play, play really well. And June Lee of ESPN, who, you know, mm-hmm. isn't the be all end all, but he had his rankings. And when I went in to look, I wanted to find some details about a couple other teams. I went in and where were the Rockies now in the, in the top 11? Yeah. New number one. They're number one in, in his book. He said his verdict was, quote, the Rockies have unveiled a design that is distinctive from the rest of their existing uniform set without feeling completely out of left field. The Rockies paid an exceptional amount of attention to detail, creating a look that feels both fresh and classic. He is not the Lord and Savior by any means, but I did think that was really interesting that maybe somebody outside of our market could identify. And again, I get the whole connecting it with the city. Uh, again, maybe it's a little bit semantics. Some teams have a larger area, like the Arizona Diamondbacks. You know, they have a uniform that reflects the state of Arizona, and you know, there's a little bit of Phoenix flair in there, but it's mostly like a Sonoran desert. Mm-hmm. right uh giants they got the the golden gate bridge there but there is so much culture in san francisco none of which was represented in the giants uniforms yeah. one of the reasons why that is at the bottom of the list though to be fair exactly yeah i'm like there are so many jerseys that do less and this is just giving us so much and i think they look great too so kudos to nike and the colorado rockies for pulling off a jersey that i think is overall good yeah I think so too. I think so too. And 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 not to not not to to beat a dead horse. Let's not forget. Uh, or or maybe, you, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Susie. Mm-hmm. Correct okay. me if I'm wrong. Um, the mountains that are depicted in the Rockies regular everyday logo, those are in downtown Denver, right? Like that's like that's Colfax and Spear, right? Like that's there's that big Denver, you know, that big mountain in the middle of Denver, right? Or or is that actually outside of Denver and actually part you know of what? an area that's not Denver? I don't know. We're going to have to get some kind of maybe sports logo expert on here. Um, (laughs) We're going to end up doing like another segment about these eventually once like the Rockies have played in these and we've seen them on the field. um, And once we've all had time to sleep on it and really think about how we feel. (laughs) um, I do not have that answer for you, Patrick. I don't know. This is new information to me. I'll, I'll, it, it, uh, I was being facetious. No, there, there are no mountains in, I, in the city of Denver. No, I know they that are all outside. I thought you meant like a view from a certain point in the city. Like that's what I thought you meant. I could not tell you were being sarcastic. For for some people, being able to see something in one location doesn't doesn't mean you you own it. I I don't know, right? Like that's that's the argument. I, I can see the mountains, but that's not Denver, or is it? So if you can see it, it's a part of your city. I I, I just. The I, I just think ab- they did an amazing job. They did a great yeah. job on this. Yeah, uh, for real. Yeah, I, th- I think it's great. I think they knocked it out of the park. Um, I'm excited to see them play in these on June 4th. I can't yeah. wait to see these on the field. So they're going to wear them on Saturday, as you said, against Atlanta. And then they're supposed to wear them every Sunday home game. So does that mm-hmm. mean they're going to wear them the 4th and the 5th? I'm guessing. Um, uh, good question. I don't know if they're gonna wear them two days in a row. Are they gonna wear them two days in a row? Hey, that's we're a Sunday home out. game. That's a Sunday home game. We're gonna find out. I don't, we're, you know, it's just, it's gonna, it's gonna, yeah, I'll get some answers. There we go. Yeah, we've, yes. we've, we've plenty to talk about, as it always is, 
when they come back. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies on Twitter series against the Marlins starts on Monday. Pitching matchups aren't exactly set. We do know on Monday it'll be Ryan Feltner against Pablo Lopez. That's a 210 start. Also, if you're listening to this mm-hmm. on Monday morning, it's your day off. Enjoy it. But it is an early game uh, for that. Tuesday, Herman Marquez, night game, 640. On Wednesday, day game. Don't really know who the starters are going to be for either team. Antonio Sensatella may come off the IL to make that make that start. And, uh, you know, the Marlins are, are not bad right now as a whole. So uh, they're 19 and 25, 10 games behind the Mets in the NL East, plus 13 run differential. Uh, they've got a couple good players to keep your eye on. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you that. Obviously, we'll be covering the series. Pre-game, post-game shows, definitely on Wednesday, post-game show for mm-hmm. sure. But uh, Marlins, you know, they're on the come up after they they traded an outfield of Christian Yelich, Giancarlo Stanton, and Marcelo Zuna about four years ago. All those prospects are starting to come to fruition, and uh, the Marlins are starting to reap those benefits, you know, after tanking for uh, a couple seasons. Yeah, it's a, it's a new Marlins team, so I'm excited to see another National League East opponent, but this time at home. Um, and we'll get to see Jazz Chisholm Jr. Yes, the junior part. You're right. I, I keep forgetting that he's he goes by junior. He's the dude right now, besides just an exciting player. The dude. He's the dude, putting up really good numbers. Pablo Lopez has also been really good. Wrote about him in the offseason as a trade target for the Rockies because they had three guys. Sandy Alcantara probably uh, looks like he might be an all-star again. The Rockies will miss him uh, as he did just, just pitch this, this weekend. So he will not be showing up to Coors like he did last year at the all-star game. He was on the, the trade block. Eliezer Hernandez was the third one. He, I think he's a little hurt right now. But Pablo Lopez was the guy I thought the Rockies should possibly try to target and acquire. He's pitched really good, so we'll uh, we'll keep our eyes on him. Jorge Soler leads the team with nine homers. And Jesus Aguiar uh, leads the team in just having fun. He's a goofball, that one, isn't he? <laughs> he is. He leads the team in vibes right now. That's awesome. It is. Yeah. Again, follow us uh, for all our awesomeness on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies. I'm at Patrick D. Lyons on Twitter. I am at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. And again, for more on the City Connect, as well as everything going on in the Rockies world, make sure you remember to the DNVR.com. Now only 50 cents for your first month. This has been fantastic, but you know what they say about momentum. It's only as good as tomorrow's show. So we'll talk to you then. <laughs>